Hey guys, Kim and Anna here. Uh, before the podcast, just wanted to clarify a couple of things. And first is that we talk about a type of theology in this podcast that can be very harmful to sufferers. And in the podcast, we reference that as health and wealth gospel or prosperity gospel, which is generally that God wants you to be as wealthy as possible, um, as successful as possible. But what we probably should have referenced it as is more faith healing theology, where your faith and you have the power to change and control your entire existence. Yeah, either way, it's very frustrating. So because it's frustrating, I lose my temper a little bit in the episode coming up. So I have been advised to warn you guys, even though I think that it's completely just, and I still stand by that, <laughs> that it is completely just to be righteously infuriated at this <laughs> form of, form of uh, thinking. But at the same time, I don't want to scare any of you. So just keep in mind, Anna gets a little gets a little feisty, gets a little mad in this episode coming up. So, so to quote my favorite line from Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. Here we go. <laughs> this podcast contains sensitive content, which some may find disturbing. Information shared here should not be construed as medical advice. If you or someone you love needs help with trauma, chronic pain, or anything else we discuss here, please seek out a medical professional. All resources shared are for entertainment purposes only. All content represents the opinions of Kim and Anna and any special guests and do not necessarily reflect the positions of any organizations they work for. This is not ideal, but we're going with it. A mother-daughter podcast about chronic pain, trauma, mental illness, and more. Kim is a trauma therapist and certified addiction counselor who lives in Pennsylvania, USA. And her daughter, Anna, is a scoliosis sufferer and trauma survivor living in the tropical north of Australia. Join us each week as they discuss topics from their life experiences. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. This is Not Ideal, but we're going with it. The podcast. I'm Kim and I'm the mom. And I'm Anna and I'm the daughter and I am so excited about this episode because I get to be mad. <laughs> because let yes, me just do. let me tell you about what we're talking about today. Our plan was to talk about the rest of mom's story after her accident, after she was brought to the hospital and kind of what ensued there. But in the last take, we realized that that's not what we want to talk about this week. And you know what? Get off our backs. <laughs> <laughs> because because we get we are the hosts of this podcast, so we can decide what we're going to talk about. That's right. And, and what we realized we wanted to talk about was how infuriating people can be when they try to help, mainly in the church, in the context of people who are in the church trying to help each other. How infuriating and hurtful that can be to somebody with chronic illness, isn't that right? And now? when you're saying when you're saying people in the church, there's a specific type of help that comes your way. Mm-hmm. from people within Christianity that has been specifically hurtful yes. for a long time uh, with your back issues. And you want to explain what that means? Yeah. In in the realm of um, theology, we we have dubbed those people health and wealth and prosperity gospel preachers. Not necessarily preachers as in ministers, but just people who are proponents of that belief and of that strain of theology. Generally, it's the idea that if you are sick or hurting or, I guess, injured or have some kind of weakness in you, that it's a matter of your own belief, that if you believed more powerfully or prayed the right things or, I guess, said the right things, that you could be healed 100%. Yeah. 
And for those of you who remember me just talking 10 seconds ago, I called it a strain of theology. And the reason I call it that is because it is literally a sickness. And I, I qualify <laughs> it as about the same as like there are however many different strains of malaria. And right next to that is the strain of theology that is health and wealth gospel. And right. the reason we want to talk about this right now is because it has not stopped happening. Because just about anybody who has any long-term, even it doesn't even have to be you who has the long-term sickness or pain or whatever it is. If there's somebody in your immediate family who has it, there's a good chance you've experienced this idea. But it's just people telling you, essentially, if you carry the logic through to its fruition, the end point of that argument is it's your fault that you have what you have. And it is your fault. For instance, in my case, it, it's my fault that I have a spinal defect, which to those of you who might not be Christians, you're right. That makes no sense. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> That's not just you who thinks that makes no sense. All of us think that makes no sense, except for these people who say it. Right. And I think I think we, we understand, like we have talked about before, long-term suffering or unexplainable suffering or what feels like just unfair suffering is really scary for people to deal with and to kind of try to connect a loving and all-powerful God with the idea that good people suffer is a really tough thing to deal with as a believer. Yeah, and the name, I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that the name of that domain of theology is called theodicy, reconciling like why suffering exists in the world, why bad things happen. I think theodicy is anytime you go on a journey to understand God, isn't it? Um, maybe I could be wrong. Hold on. Let's, let's Google it. You keep talking okay. and I'll Google it because if okay. that's true, that's going to take me down a few pegs because I'm never oh, wrong. So that's, that's, that's going to be hard for me if that's true. Yes. I'll Google it. And while I talk, this has been something that Anna and I have been dealing with ever since, um, she was diagnosed with scoliosis. scoliosis. I got it. It's the vindication of divine uh, providence in the view of the existence of evil. So I'm right. It's why <laughs> it's why evil exists in the world. Uh, and suffering would fall, I think, under the category of evil. So for those of you who just doubted me like I doubted myself, we're all getting a lesson today. No need to doubt. <laughs> wow. You are brilliant. I may I just say. I, oh, my I husband bow is so lucky, your, isn't he? I bow to your superior intelligence. What you were thinking is the odyssey, which, yes, an <laughs> odyssey is a, is a trip, but that's spelled with two S's and an E and a Y, but... Which, by the way, great kids radio program. Do you remember those trips to the Gloversville uh, Walmart and grocery store hour long trip in the car? We'd listen to the Odyssey Adventures in Odyssey. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. That TV show. Well, no, Wait, it was well, a CD. It was just CDs that we listened to. Oh. It was like a dramatic. They, it, it seemed like a TV show because they did oh, yeah. such a I great such job with the audio. images in my brain. You could visualize yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. I do, too. Even as a mom. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, but, but this anyway. is spelled. This is spelled with a C, not two S's. Oh, so it's different. Oh, good. It's different. And I was right. And that's that's all I have to say on the matter. Okay, go, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, this is something that Anna and I have dealt with. Well, our family has dealt with ever since her diagnosis of scoliosis, because um, scoliosis sufferers in particular uh, do get kind of approached with this idea that scoliosis is because doctors and, and medical professionals aren't absolutely certain what causes scoliosis. So people have come up with all sorts of very wild and kind of difficult theories of where it comes from or why people have it all the way from a lack of forgiveness. Yeah. 
One harmless idea is that it comes from wearing a backpack on one shoulder, but just just really quick, that's a myth. So if your well, kid that, carries your backpack not, on one yeah, shoulder. That's not exactly <laughs> I'm talking about the people who believe it's something within you that is like bitterness or a lack of your ability to kind of be united in soul or something like that. It's because the spine is twisted, the thought is there's some sort of spiritual foundation. Anyway. So we have actually, Anna and I have actually read a book together in an attempt to continue. This was even before your surgery, wasn't it? That we read this book about? Uh, no, I think it was, I think it was after I thought, but I could be wrong. Just uh, the, some of the pat answers and some of the hurtful things that people mean well, but don't realize how much they're hurting, suffering people. So anyway. Yeah. Well, let's give them the name of the book. The name of the book is... The name um, of the book is Everything oh. Happens for a Reason and yeah. Other Lies I've Loved. Do you know the author it's name? It's a great title. I don't know the author name, but you don't need the author name. With that long of a title, there's okay, only one book true. with that long of a Good title. Point. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's uh, actually a story of a woman who experienced very much some of the same stuff that we're going to talk about today, just people telling her, you know, some of these very hurtful things that people who are in deep suffering receive and and many you've you've probably heard these stories people at funerals don't know what to say they say things like to try to make it better and they you can't make things better with your theories or your quick phrases so the reason we're talking about this is because this has been a really hard week for both Anna and I and in fact we have struggled with even recording right now because we're both in really bad moods so <laughs> We are, even though we can still laugh and be in bad moods. Um, it's been a tough week. Number one, Anna has been in a lot of pain. And can I just tell you, I know you moms out there can understand this. It is excruciating for me as a mom to wake up in the morning and know my daughter is in pain. I can do nothing about it. She's half a world away. It's the kind of thing that I, I know that I am not the one in this excruciating pain that doesn't make any sense. So I know my pain is more of an emotional type, but it is something that I cannot get through a day without the help of the Lord. <laughs> I just, I, people say, how do you do it? And I often want to say, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't because I just want to be over there. I just want to see her. I want to talk to doctors. I want to be engaged and be involved. And of course I can't. So yeah, but I mean, even more so for Anna, because when she gets into this intense pain, she has to think about how am I going to get out of the pain? And then what are the side effects of that? And it's just a nightmare. And the reason, sorry, and the, no worries, just gonna just seamlessly segue into what I have to say. Yes, please. <laughs> is that the reason it's especially on my mind recently and today is just because it happened again recently. And I kind of had been feeling like I was going to be I kind of felt like that period of my life was over and I, I wasn't going to be told anymore that it was my fault because surely like after so after having so much intervention, like actual intervention and so many professionals saying there's nothing more that we can do. We've done literally everything we possibly could do. I was kind of feeling like, OK, well, at least I've done everything I can do. At least now I know that what's happening to me is not it's not explicable. It's nobody's fault. There's nothing that we can do to fix it you know, but it's just, it's what I'm going to have to live with. I was kind of feeling like everybody else was on the same page. Right. And let's, let's just, just for the listeners, let's run through all of the things. <laughs> all of what things? All of the recommendations, suggestions, prescriptions, etc. that you have had to try 
and run into a brick wall on. That's true. There have been a lot. Yeah. Well, there's some been... Of, some of them have come from me, I must admit, as a and mom. And by some, she means like 90, 90% of them have come from her. Other people have told her about them. And then she, even knowing that they would never work, passed them on to I me know. in her anxiety. And I then know. I try them because of my anxiety. So it's uh, really, a, it's a flawed system. Yes. Yeah, let's go. That's a good idea. Let's go through a few that we've done. Okay. So the ones that come to mind for me are acupuncture, yoga, meditation, magnesium, drinking bleach. Let's see what else. Col- uh, collagen. Stre- stretching, putting collagen in water, physical therapy, swimming. Bungee bands. Oh, uh, yeah. Resistance band training. Yeah. Good one. Good one. There was something with electrodes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like electrolysis or, or whatever it's called. Electro something. Yeah. Let's pretend that we know what the, that word is. So, something to do with putting little electric stimulating pads like on your back. Swimming, and to... bromide, mm-hmm. baths, swimming. salt baths. Baths, baths are always minerals, a good idea. I think that might have been somebody. I think baths might have been somebody trying to <laughs> send a different message. You know what you should try for your back? Taking a bath now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, my constant recommendation of eating meat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's probably my favorite one. Yeah, if you would just eat a steak. Yeah, your your world would be changed. Yeah, for those of you who are not up to date, I'm a vegetarian and have been a vegetarian, a lacto-vegetarian, since I was, what, 15? Something yep. like that. Which... To be fair, I'm also extremely deficient in both iron and vitamin B12, which is probably why I'm a little cranky this morning. That's probably why I live most of my life in a state of partial crankiness. It's just because I don't have a whole lot of B12. But it's still not enough for me to want to eat the fried and cooked muscles of animals. Oh my gosh. I'm not big on that. And it's not like a moral, it's not a moral stance. Everybody's always like, oh, do you mind if I eat meat in front of you? And I'm like, of course, it's nasty, but go for it. I have no moral problem with eating meat. I just don't want to eat something that was previously like ligaments and, you know, stuff that was previously attached to something walking around in a field. I don't want to chew that and oh gross anyway, anyway I still remember I remember the day at our kitchen table that you decided it, we, we were having chicken and you said I cannot eat this and I, I was really? thinking you were just yeah I, I remember that I can't I and that was you were in middle school I think oh well yeah but I remember that the actual moment that caused me to be a vegetarian and, and it was I was at dinner with a guy and he, we had steak flank steak <laughs> and there was a huge tendon in his flank steak. <laughs> I and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so gross. What is that? And he's like, oh, it's a tendon. And I was like, oh, that's gross. And I looked away from it. And then I looked back at his plate and the tendon was gone. And I'm like, where'd that thing go? <laughs> and he looks at me and he's chewing like, he's oh, chewing God. like a cow chews cud. Like he is working <laughs> at this thing that's in his mouth. And he opens his mouth a little bit and I can see the tendon in his mouth. And that for that from that moment on, never had another piece of meat ever in my life. That, wow. that was it. Wow. I thought then. it was my chicken. <laughs> That's why we let you know all of those little suggestions that people have to say, oh, you will be fixed if you just do this. Right. And those are a nuisance. But what is hurtful is when they say, you know, you could just try harder in your faith system mm-hmm. and you would be better and mm-hmm. you would fix yourself. And the reason it's come up is because it happened to me again recently. And it just, I was like held captive basically in a cafe. I was held captive by my own inability to break social constructs and social appropriateness. 
because I wanted nothing more than to just walk out of the cafe because I just mm-hmm. couldn't handle what was happening and what I knew was about to happen. Like as soon as the conversation started, I knew what was about to happen. But mm-hmm. I had, and I actually started to have a little bit of a panic attack because I thought to myself, how is this happening to me again? How am mm-hmm. I, how am I letting myself sit here and be insulted by saying that the reason all of this has happened to me is just because I'm not good enough. But I stayed because I really felt in my heart that I shouldn't go because there was no way to go without it being very rude. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who know me, I don't normally care about being rude. But for some reason in this moment, <laughs> in this moment, I just felt I knew that they had good intentions. And so I just felt like I needed to stay and hear them out. But what I didn't realize is that it was not going to be a 20 minute conversation. It was going to be a two hour and 45 minute monologue that I was listening to. So good intentions aside, I spent the whole two hours and 45 minutes being what felt like patronized and pitied and confronted. And it was not nice at all. And then by the time I got home, I actually threw my back out because of having to sit in those terrible cafe chairs for so many hours in a row. Can I ask you a question about that? What was their general, like, generally they were saying you needed to confess something or what, what was the general like urging of you for what you should be doing? Basically, this might be a little bit complex because it wasn't as straightforward because I have been told you need to repent for whatever sin you're being punished for. But that, that is pretty blatantly terrible theology for anybody who understands the forgiveness that's in the gospel. So that wasn't what this was, but this was, was more you have the ability to become healed perpetually if you would just like walk in the truth. Like basically you're being deceived and you're allowing yourself to be deceived by the devil that this is what you're meant to do, that you're meant to continue to suffer. But what God wants, which offended me in the first place because that's saying that the devil has the power to override God's will. So that was annoying. But basically this person said that if you were to just walk in the truth that God has for you. Like if you would just come to the light, basically you would be healed. And the truth is 100% healing. Is that right? Yeah, always. Yeah. And even to the extent of not aging in this particular conversation. So because I, because I countered with the point later, like two and a half hours in, I was asked what I believe. And I said, well, you know, I believe that healing, divine healing, like uh, miraculous healing is not universal, that the will for uni- for uh, miraculous healing from the Lord is not universal for all of his children. I think it's, I think that miraculous healing is the exception and not the other way around. And I'm thrilled for those who do get miraculously healed. But I think that in this specific instance, that's not what I have been given and that's fine. And it's just, it, it was just very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I, again, it's hard to be rude, you know, and and make people feel bad because obviously they're really excited about or or they're trying to do a good thing. I think it's, you know, they really think that they can heal you with their theories. And that's well, but that's the other thing is that because that what I said before, the point that I countered with is that all healing that happens on this earth is temporary because we all die eventually. Unless, Mm -hmm. unless you're the next Elisha, you know, you're going to die. And aging is as a chronic illness that we all have that always ends in death. I mean, it's, it's a terminal illness that we're all born with is aging. Mm -hmm. And it makes no sense to say that God's will is for none of us to die because obviously we all die, but that's the end point of the argument. That's the real issue is that these people never think through the logic that they're sharing. They, they share A to B, B to C, but they don't take it to the end of the alphabet. I was going to say Z, but I felt like I would catch some flack for that. Z. 
the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, you do a pretty good job with your pre-marketing on this issue, right? So like you're, you share oh my word, people. yes. You- <laughs> I wear a billboard around my neck that says, don't come at me with that healing crap. <laughs> I literally couldn't, I have it written on my forehead in permanent ink. Like no, I could not be more prickly. And I even, I was talking to my husband about it afterwards and he was like, oh, it sounds like you were kind of prickly. And I said, I was prickly. I was a full on porcupine, but this person stepped on me regardless. And now it's like, I've got a foot stuck into my porcupine spines. It drove me absolutely nuts. It's like, yes, I, and I had even told these people before, I do not believe that currently God's will for me is miraculous healing. So please don't come at me with that. Don't come anywhere near. Don't touch me with that with a 10 foot pole. (laughs) Stay in your lane. (laughs) I don't want that near me. Oh my gosh. It was so frustrating. And I think we're joking about it now, but it was, it was very, very hurtful. And yeah, but it wasn't, this is the thing. It was not, it was not offensive. It was hurtful because it was so discouraging because when somebody tells you anybody who has, who has struggled with their health for years, like, oh my word, anybody who knows where I'm coming from. Because we want healing. We want healing more than ever. I mean, we, we would love to be healed. We would love to have that happen. For sure. Yeah. And when somebody says to you, I have had a vision from the Lord that you are going to be healed today. Which has happened to you how many times? Oh, countless. This is the thing. When they say you are going to be healed, I have had a divine vision or I have this feeling or I just know I'm so certain that God is going to heal you. Even though I, even though that infuriates me, even me saying it now, it infuriates me. I want to believe it so badly because like you, like you just said, we want healing. That's, that's the thing. And we believe it can happen. It's like you've baited me with the one thing you know I want more than anything, and that is health. That is the mm-hmm. ability to climb an actual mountain next to my other mm-hmm. 20-something-year-old friends. That is the ability to stand still for more than five minutes at a time without almost fainting mm-hmm. because my blood circulation doesn't work right. You know what I mean? Like, of course I want to be healed, and you telling me it's possible right now because you have some special vision that it's going to happen, that's... Oh my word. It, seriously, it infuriates me because it is so unjust because it is a trap I always fall into. It's false mm. hope that I always reach for. Mm-hmm. Even though I know, I know before my brain says that's a lie. That is a total lie. And it's to make these people feel better. And they've got bad theology and they're trying to fit me. I don't fit into their view of the world that makes them feel better. And so they're trying mm-hmm. to morph me and pound me with a hammer to get me to fit into their theology. Mm-hmm. And I am getting hurt in the process because obviously it's not nice to be hammered into something you're not, you don't fit into. And so they're telling me it's my fault. And I've been told this so many times that I, sometimes I start to believe it. And Mm -hmm. I think to myself, how could so many people be idiotic? How am I like, maybe it is that I'm the one who's wrong. How has nobody Mm -hmm. ever come up to me and been like, wow, that sounds terrible, but at least you know that you are following the Lord, you know? Like, why do people not say that to me when I'm alone in a cafe? You know what I mean? Oh, and I think so there are, there definitely are a lot of people that believe that, you know, my favorite Johnny Erickson Tata, we talk about her a lot and, you know, she ran into this, uh, she was a quadriplegic since she was a young girl and after, a you know, diving into the lake and people doing this kind of same thing with her. I know many of you out there have probably experienced this. You can share this. Um, with us, but um, it's, it's very, very painful to go through. And 
And she, I, I love her quote where she says, God has not chosen to heal me, but to hold me. And I don't know if I'm getting that exactly right, but that's a general quote of her and her writings on this. Uh, when God Weeps, multiple books on how she has found Christ sufficient, but but this type of thing also she talks about in a very helpful way. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with never being healed. It's not that I'm happy about it. I wake up every day and have to accept it. Every single day I wake up and I'm still in pain. Getting out of bed, I have to like rock myself with momentum out of bed because I can't do the sit-up out of bed that most people do. And as soon as that happens every morning, I have to work on acceptance that this is my life and this is still my life and it's going to probably be my life for the rest of it. You know what I mean? But I'm okay with that. And if I wasn't, I wouldn't be a Christian still. You know, like I mm -hmm. have found a way to accept that I can still love a God who calls me to walk through this every single day. But the fact that mm. these that these people, it's like they enjoy coming up and saying that's not right. And it's like, OK, so you're trying to invalidate all of the suffering I've been through, because imagine if they were right. And I actually did start to pray that prayer of God, I believe that you always want to heal every single one of your children, whoever has something wrong. Imagine if then I was healed. That would mean my entire life since I was four has been meaningless. It would mean mm -hmm. that every single day that I have woken up with excruciating pain, every party I've had to leave early, every night, every morning I couldn't get out of bed, you know, every night I couldn't fall asleep because of the amount of pain I was in. Every single one of those was worthless and I could have gotten out of it had I just prayed this prayer sooner. And I just, mm. I don't understand how people think that, you know, what's going to encourage this person? That theory. You know, it's like, oh, my word, oh, my word, that's unbiblical and right. it's hurtful and it's discouraging. And you're dangling hope in front of me that I know is false hope. And just because you're healthy doesn't mean you should be rubbing it in. I mean, oh, my word, I'm, you can hear it. Seriously, my voice is dripping with fury right now. I am thrilled for you that you don't have my diagnosis. And by diagnosis, what I mean is any of my like 10 to 15 diagnoses. But the fact that you don't doesn't mean that I shouldn't either. I, you know, it just, oh, it just makes me so nuts. Why would you rub it in? That's so hurtful and it's so discouraging. And after these two and a half hours, I got back into my car, parked in my little grocery shop, and I just wept for 10 to 15 minutes. And it was just, I mean, how discouraging can you possibly be towards someone? And mm -hmm. then I threw my back out and my car got dented because I was there for so long, I got dented by a shopping cart. Somebody let their shopping cart fall in my car. So there's a little scratch there now and a little dent just because I had to sit there for three hours. And it was just like, it was like one of the worst afternoons. But the thing is, I was so discouraged that I didn't even care about my new car that had now it has a dent in the back fender. You know what I mean? In the back bumper. I didn't even care because I was already so distraught over the fact that uh, just being told that it was my fault and how hurtful mm -hmm. that can be. And like, I've, I've dedicated my whole life to every time I see somebody in suffering, only ever saying some variation of the phrase, that sucks. That is <laughs> terrible. That sucks. And not even saying I'm sorry, because or I or I understand. Oh, well, I understand. That's a whole different topic. That's you know, you don't understand, you'll never <laughs> understand. And I'm glad for you that you'll never understand. But don't pretend that you do to make yourself feel better. But just even saying <laughs> I'm sorry, like, am I sorry? What am I sorry for? Yeah, I'm sorry that you're going through it, but of course, everybody's sorry. It's a sorry, it's a sad, sorry situation. Just sitting with somebody and saying, holy cow, your life is a literal pile of bull. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you're going through that. But more than that, I just want to sit with you and realize that your life sucks right now. And that sucks. And there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. 
but I'm happy to sit with you here in awe of how many bad things have happened to you this week. You know what I mean? Why can't? But the only way you'll ever get to the to the point of just wanting to tell people, oh my word, that's horrible. Let me just sit with you and be amazed at how horrible your life is. The only way anybody ever gets to that point is having something like this that they have to deal with every single day and knowing, you know, time and time and time again, how pointlessly painful these people who say, oh, well, I mean, at least you're still alive, you know, and stuff like that and say, oh, at least this, at least that, or, oh, try this, try that, you know. Right. As opposed to just, you know, I don't know what to say. I'm just glad you told me. And can I just sit here with you? Yeah. And that's relationship. Mm -hmm. It's just saying, I'm going to sit with you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with you through this. I'm going to journey through Mm -hmm. it with you. I'm not going to try to yank you out of it violently from up top where I'm not even experiencing it. I'm not going to stay out of your bubble and like put a huge rubber glove on and reach a little bit into your bubble and try to violently yank your body parts out of that bubble of suffering piece by piece. No, I'm going to walk into the bubble of horrible with you and I'm going to sit with you in that bubble and we're going to sit there together. Mm -hmm. And you, even though all of this is going on in your life, you are at least going to know that you're not alone. Yeah, that's so true, sweetie. I'm so sorry you went through that. So am I. (laughs) Again, yeah. It's okay. They had good intentions. And you have had some friends who are like that, but... I do. I have a couple great friends who get it, for sure. But it's, I mean, but that's me. I mean, I know that so many people don't, even one or two friends who get it. Yeah. And all they get day to day is these people with, you know, it's like sympathy armed with missiles. It's like sympathy that just tears your whole life down. Anyway, so that's that's what we wanted to talk about on this episode is just how painful that can be when people do that, whether whether it's them telling you the reason you have these chronic health issues is because you don't have enough faith or it's because you haven't repented for this or that. If any or of you because you haven't tried this or yeah, that. Yeah, if any of you have experienced that, just feel free to throw that entire philosophy straight into the bin. <laughs> and Ugh. and for those of us who, you know, this kind of suffering really does scare us and we don't want to keep going through it, but that you know, we, we do have each other and the best thing that we have to offer someone like Anna said is just to say that sucks and I want to be here. As scary as it is, I want to be here and I don't want to, I don't want to freak out hmm. and back away. Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah, it is. But we keep journeying on and we learn together and we're thankful that you're with us. We're over time and we just wanted to give a little shout out to Matthias. Not do that. <laughs> yes, I did write him an email this morning saying, "Hey, uh, please come on our podcast. You would you would be able to propel us forward with our message." So, Matthias, if you're listening to this one, we would appreciate hearing all of your wisdom <laughs> on these topics, even if you can only give it to us in Flemish or whatever his his native language is. I think is it Belgian? Uh, could be. I thought it was. I thought it was Flemish, but you're right. He speaks so many. He speaks what French, German, Flemish, Dutch, Belgian. I don't even know. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Let us know what what language you actually is your native language. Or just talk to us. We don't care what you say. We would just love for you to notice that we we exist. (laughs) I always think of the day, like, if he ever were to answer one of us back or follow one of us on Instagram. (laughs) I know what would happen. Oh, my word. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. We are at Not Ideal Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, what are we, Mom? Uh, Not Ideal dot D-O-T net on our Facebook page. And our website is net. If any of you need somebody to say, your life sucks and I'm happy to sit with you through it as you stare down the barrel of your life, 
we are happy to do that. <laughs> we are happy to do that. So send us a message. We'll be there for you. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Yes, and we are signing off. We will see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Anna and Kim on the new series, Not Ideal, But We're Going With It. Also, check out their new website at www.notideal.net.